Hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. It's been a great week this week just focusing on God's unfailing love and His faithfulness. And I have a story I want to share with you today that I think will bless you as well. So I received this email from a ministry leader that I have partnered with uh, over the last several years. And uh, she works with women that are in really difficult situations. And uh, I get to go and speak to those women and present the gospel. So after a particular session back in September, there were a couple of ladies I was particularly concerned about, and I had shared this with my friend. And this is in response to one of those situations that she wanted to give me an update. So I want to share this with you. I want to let you know what has happened to our friend, the one about whom you were concerned in late September. She had accepted Jesus when she was in prison in another state. After our conversation, I called her, and she rededicated her life. She had gotten out of prison, had been in a treatment facility as part of her probation and parole, and she left the facility and has had a warrant uh, since then. She's been under a lot of stress and high anxiety. She called me early in the morning a few days ago, so early that I did not hear it. I called her back about 45 minutes later. She said that she could only talk for a short time because the police were coming. I asked what had happened since she'd been attacked repeatedly by her ex. No, she said this was at her direction. She realized that she would never be free to really walk with God until she turned herself in. And that is what she had done. She was taken to the county facility and then was transported with officers from the other state by the time I could get an appointment to see her. She's contacted me several times by text and also by phone. She appeared before a judge that recommended a continuance, is looking for an an alternative program that might keep her from going back to prison, and refused to let her waive her right to counsel, and instead set her up with one of the best attorneys in the area. The judge had read the letter that I sent about her forward progress, realized that she had turned herself in, and his heart has been moved, and he is doing all he can within the parameters of his position. She told me that this is the most centered and peaceful she has felt in a long time. She's at peace in her relationship with Jesus Christ, and it's not running from anything. Now, this is such a wonderful, wonderful story, but as I was, Mark and I were reading that together this morning, what really jumped out at me is, you know what? We all, as sinners, have a warrant out. We're all guilty, are we not? We're all guilty. And yet, when we stand before God as our judge, He's made us an offer. You know, until we realize that we're a sinner, we don't have any need for a Savior. But we have to realize first that we're guilty. And when we're guilty, when we come and humble ourselves before God as our judge, He has something special to offer to us. And just as this judge's heart was warm toward this woman, we have some, something so much better than that. But I want to share with you a passage of Scripture in Romans chapter 3. And before we read it, just to remind you, Romans is a letter that Paul the Apostle wrote to the Christians in Rome. And he, if you could subtitle the book of Romans, you could call it a case for the gospel. So he's explaining about the gospel and who we are as sinners and why we need a Savior and how we access this grace that God has provided. So I want to read to you from Romans chapter 3. If you were with Mark when he was sharing the, the scriptures that, that will, you can use to or can share to lead someone to the Lord, you will remember that he started in Romans chapter 3. But I want to jump in a little uh, before the, the verse that he shared. I want to back up to verse 19. And again, this is Romans chapter 3. And it's jumping in the middle of a thought. So again, I hope you'll go grab your Bible, turn to Romans chapter 3 and read the entire chapter. We're going to jump in in verse 19. Paul says, Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given, for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. 
The law simply shows us how sinful we are. We know that's true because none of us can keep all of the law, can we? We're all born flawed sinners, and then we add to our default system as we as we are children of Adam and Eve. We already are born into with a sinful nature, but then we add to that by the choices we make. But this is the good news. As we stand before the judge, this is what the Lord has provided for us. And we're going to jump back in in verse 21. But now... God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet, God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. For what purpose? So that we could be forgiven of our sin. If we don't turn ourselves in as sinners, then we don't have access to this wonderful, marvelous gift that Christ provided to us, that forgiveness, that right standing before God. But before we can access that, we first need to turn ourselves in as sinners and go before the Lord and say, I'm a broken sinner. The law has shown me that I failed and I have no ability to right that wrong in myself. And that's when God is the judge. And I, and I love this picture that I heard Mark use so many years ago. If we turn ourselves in as sinners and we stand before God as our judge, he has to pronounce judgment on us because he's a just God. And he will pronounce judgment on us, but he does something extraordinary at that point. Because God is our judge, Jesus is our judge, steps down from that judge's podium and comes down to stand in our place and say, but I'm going to take your punishment. You're guilty, but I'm going to take your punishment so that you can go free. And you know what? When you go free, just like this woman, you don't have to run from anything. You don't have that warrant hanging over your head because now you have the righteousness of Jesus Christ who's paid the ultimate price so that you could go free. And I hope all of us will just take a few moments to think about it for a couple of reasons. One is, I've spoken so many times to uh, to women, of course, is usually who I'm talking to, who have said to me, I've always been a Christian. You know, I, I, I don't really see the sin thing because I've always been a Christian. And what they mean by that is they can't remember a time that they didn't believe in God and Jesus and the fact that Jesus died on the cross. I would have to put myself in that category. I cannot have any, I cannot have a memory. I don't have a memory of a time I didn't truly believe that God was the creator, that Jesus was the son, that Jesus died on the cross. I can't, I can't remember a time when I didn't believe those things. But there came a moment in time where I had to embrace and understand the fact that I was a broken sinner with no remedy. And I had to present myself as a sinner before this God in whom I already believe and, and approach him for that judgment that was due me and at that moment received the free gift that Jesus provided for me. So that transaction has to take place. We have, we have to go turn ourselves in so that we can go free. I know that sounds contradictory, but oh, this picture just really reminded me of what a beautiful thing, wonderful, extraordinary, unspeakable gift that God has given us to let us go free. But first, we need to turn ourselves in. I hope that'll inspire you today. Um, it's just so important. Okay, so we need to recognize the fact that we are sinners in order to uh, receive the free gift. And then the second thing is we need to embrace the fact that we've been set free. You know, 
this young woman, once she's been, once she's paid the penalty, she's turned herself in and she's met all the requirements this, that this judge sets out, how foolish would it be for her to still run as if there were still a warrant out? So when we've received our gift of forgiveness that Jesus has provided, let's remember that warrant's been lifted. We don't need to run anymore. We can have that peace. We can have that assurance in our hearts and lives that Jesus has already taken care of the forgiveness for our sins. Now, as Paul will go on to say, that doesn't mean we're going to say, oh, good, I've got to get out of, get out of jail free card, so let me go see what evil I can participate in. Of course not. Of course not. That is not at all what we're talking about. What we're talking about is just knowing that we've been set free. One of the things in just observing humans and human nature that I've observed over the years is you have the people who are so, so careful and so, so appreciative of the grace of God, and they're constantly worried about their actions and, um, and that there's condemnation out there just waiting to uh, come on them. And then you have the people who I don't think ever really have gotten to know the Lord, and, and they run amok. And, and want to pull out their get-out-of-jail-free card and say, yeah, but I prayed the prayer. So here's the thing. Only God knows our heart, but we don't want to be in either of those extremes. We've received, if we've received their forgiveness from Jesus Christ as an individual, not as, not as a group, but as an individual, we've gone before Him and we've prayed to receive Him into our life, to receive that forgiveness, to acknowledge that He is the Lord of our life and that He's paid for our sins. If we've done that, we don't need to run anymore. We don't need to fear a warrant that's already been taken care of. It's all, it's all done. But on the other hand, we don't want to use the grace of God as a license to sin. And anyone who desires to do that, um, I don't believe truly has a, a, a relationship with the Lord. So um, let's examine our hearts and ask God to help us to understand our relationship with Him. And not to worry unnecessarily um, as we're going through our life serving Him, knowing that He has truly brought that forgiveness uh, into our life, that we have been made right, we're in a right standing with Him, and we want to continue to fellowship with Him every day, and that will keep us on the right path as far as um, not uh, being tempted to use the grace of God as a license to do evil. Um, so I, I just hope that we'll remember uh, remember the truth of this, that we are all guilty, but that Jesus has paid the price for us. And once we have been freed from that debt, we truly are free. And we don't have to run from anything or anyone. So I hope that blesses you today. Um, what a wonderful story. It's just such a wonderful thing to wake up in the morning and hear victories that uh, God is working in the lives of people. Um, and that is a, truly a joy. Now, as we go to prayer this morning, I want us to remember, um, as, as is always the case in life, you have great victories on the one hand and then you have great challenges on the other. And there are those who are in great uh, dire uh, situations right now that we need to continue to pray for. And so as we uh, rejoice this morning in prayer, let's remember to hold those up that are in, um, in a, a difficult situation. So let's have a word of prayer this morning. Oh, Father, first of all, we want to remember again how faithful you are and how much we are indebted to you for your unfailing love and how undeserving we are. Thank you for giving, the, giving us the law so that we can recognize the fact that we are sinners. But thank you even much more for the sacrificial gift that Jesus has provided in paying for our sins so that we could go free. And um, there's just no way to thank you 
adequately for such a wonderful, marvelous gift. And thank you for the peace that that brings into our life. I pray, Father, today for those who um, have not yet realized the fact that they do need to turn themselves in and recognize the fact that they are a sinner, but knowing that you have a remedy for them. And for those of us who are constantly living in fear because Satan wants to keep us in fear, even though we are God's child and even though our heart has been uh, changed and we are a new creature, but we, we are living a life of fear. And I pray that you would remove that fear, knowing that you bring peace into our life. And Father, for those who are, are in distressing situations today, there are so many, Father, who have health situations and those who have financial situations, those who have family situations. Now that we're getting close to the holidays, there are so many who are struggling with family relationships and how to represent you and how to be a light shining in a dark place to those in our own families. And I just pray that you would guide us, that you would use us, that you would fill us as your children, that we would be bright light shining in this dark world, that you would allow us as you heal and as you make provision that we could testify to what a great God you are as you reach down and work in our lives for your glory and honor. And Father, we're going to trust you with the outcomes because we know that you know what is best and that you're working all things for good. But as we walk through the journey of this life today, I just pray that you would guide us, that you would give us wisdom and direction and all the things that we need and that we'll turn around and give you the praise and glory. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope this day is a great day for you, and we'll look forward to seeing you here again on Noah's Window tomorrow. God bless.